Hey, what's up? I'm former Bills receiver Stevie Johnson, and you're listening to Nate and the fellas on the Circle in the Wagon podcast. It's only one way to roll. That's through the Buffalo Rumblings Podcast Network. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Go Bills, baby. Welcome to the Circling the Wagons podcast, a podcast discussing the Bills all year round with interviews, news, recaps, and insightful fan discussion. Most times. Here's your host and lifelong Bills fan, Nate. Hey, Bills Mafia. Welcome to another off-season episode of Circling the Wagons, a Buffalo Rumblings podcast. I am your host, Nate. Thank you guys so much for joining us. We have a terrific episode for you guys. We are going to discuss uh, some Bills signings. That happened this last week. Um, some former NFL players, some Canadian Football League players got some interesting tidbits there. We got the Bills schedule release to talk about. Um, all the all the uh, the teams and times for when the Bills are playing, how many prime time games the Bills are getting. Uh, it's it's it's, an, it's gonna be a fun conversation. We also have the London game, all that fun stuff. All that fun stuff got leaked and and scheduled this past uh, week, and we're going to go over all of it. Uh, but first, I'm. This episode is brought to you by the Twin Spires Sportsbook at Delago. If you're in the Western New York or Central New York area, do yourselves a favor. Check out the Twin Spires Sportsbook at Delago at the Delago Resort and Casino, where every moment is a winning moment. So uh, I'm joined, as always, by my co-hosts John and Mike. Mike, I'll start with you. How are you doing, friend? Should I, have, should I have not said that, Fred? I, I just went with that at the last minute. Fred, how are you doing, bro? <laughs> That's what our bet always says to the, the creature that they're working on. Like, hello, friend. Hello, friend. <laughs> I'm just going to do this, friend. I'm just going <laughs> to... Give you a temperature? Stick this thermometer. <laughs> where, where are you going to stick it? It rhymes with nut hole. <laughs> um that's how that's how like uh teachers talk to their kids now they're like friends okay because that's how it is in like my my son and daughter's school it's like all right friends let's go over here they can't be like hey you know <laughs> i don't know what what the, what did they say when we were growing up because it wasn't i don't remember ever being called a friend by my teachers <laughs> hey <laughs> like what what did they do i don't know mike's doing good john wasn't john friend wasn't friend. I'm doing all right but i think i'm gonna tr- just starfish tonight nice what does that mean just like lay out and just just enjoy. Let you guys do <laughs> starfish. Good, good. That sounds like a, that sounds like a fun time. John's having connectivity issues, but um, you I'll see if you, he's. You don't know what starfishing is. <laughs> so, like, I know it when it when it resembles like how you lay in bed, like you just yeah. is that is that is that all that there is to it? Just like like I'm just gonna lay out. <laughs> It's like letting someone else do all the work. Like you're just oh there. oh. <laughs> when I like meant <laughs> dead fish. So whoa, whoa, whoa. so when I th- when I heard starfishing, I thought it was just like a position in bed, and it was a sleeping position. <laughs> Not what you're referring to, Mike. Where there's hopefully no, no. sleeping going on. <laughs> but in but in John's description, where the dead fish, like that, might actually be a crime. So like. Do we want to talk about Matariza or just not even bother? Should we even bring it up? No thanks. Yeah, I mean, there's not much to say. It sounds like he's completely 
you know, been maybe not, he's not an angel, but it sounds like everything that she accused him of doing, he didn't do based on the deputy DA's uh, verbiage in the article. So it just stinks that, uh, that you know, it sounded, sometime, like he, it sounded like he wasn't even there. He wasn't there when, okay, we're going to go into a little bit. So some of this is NSF, NSFW, um, just in case you're listening with your kids or whatever. But uh, I guess he wasn't there when the, when the gang act happened. Like, apparently he wasn't at the party still when, because what the original allegations were was that he had some sort of relationship with her downstairs and then he brought her upstairs where three other people had a relationship with her so like he was like the conduit and maybe he was involved in it so like i guess he wasn't even at the party to bring her upstairs or when that gang allegation happened right so yes so he wasn't at the party at that moment correct so yes yes but there was still an incident because he did ask her to get checked so like he had some you know relation with her that night uh in some respect but like she there's multiple witnesses where she was going around telling people that she was 18 there was no evidence that she was drunk or anything like that so there's a lot of things like there was videotapes that you know video that was on the phone of like the alleged rapist like phone they took video of her and she was not she was not at least telling them no or anything or didn't look like she was anyway i'm not going to get into it anyway but it didn't look like she was being violently you know taken advantage of i guess i should say so um yeah maybe he wasn't at the party so not an angel but doesn't sound like he had anything to do with you know the alleged uh violent things that may have happened so um you know, it sounded like he may have been guilty at one point. So anyway, um, it just goes to show you, like, and this is, you know, none of us are perfect. Um, there's a lot of trial by media out there. You know, I think about, like, you know, some famous trials. What, what was the girl that uh, Amanda something that, like, her roommate in, like, while she was a transfer student overseas, like, died and or was murdered and they blamed it on her? Because she was, do you know who I'm talking about? That was in Italy, I think. Was in Italy. Do you remember Amanda something, maybe? Hold on. I got it. Amanda Knox. There we go. Amanda Knox. So, like, it was just, you know, trial by media. Casey Anthony was something I just saw a documentary on recently for Peacock and stuff like that. So, you never really know for 100% sure, of course. But, um, you know, it just goes to show you how, how quickly, like, the what we thought was evidence, you know, wasn't didn't sound like it was going anywhere. Anyway, so. You should send her one of your... Um... Dawson Knox t-shirts. <laughs> and have Amanda Knox sign it. <laughs> yeah, nice. <laughs> Was a regular Dawson Knox jersey go for like 125 and Amanda Knox signed <laughs> jersey. Yeah, so that'll be worth nothing. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> like, isn't this funny, guys? And people are like, this is the worst idea that you've ever had. Like, well, you know, teach his own. <laughs> So uh, so that's all we have to say about Matterize. I didn't even think we'd bring it up, but I just just for some reason mentioned it. Um, John, how are you doing, man? I, I feel like I didn't even ask you <laughs> now that we talked about Matterize. Uh, well, I did lose my internet connection, so. <laughs> um, but no, I am excited about uh, the Bills uh, schedule release. I mean, like we already knew who they're going to play, but I kind of like how it's laid out. I think um, I think it's good. 
I mean, I'm not a fan of all the primetime games because I get, you know, sleepy at night. But, uh, you know, other than that, you know, it's good for the Bills. <laughs> um, obviously, the, the different, all the different networks that we have to figure out how to watch the games, that's throws a wrench into things but uh sound like such a boomer john yeah. isn't it weird how like the isps are always like oh it's the weather that's causing your internet issue and you're like bro everything's underground all your cables every stretch <laughs> of the way it's all underground well the good news is green light is starting in our neighborhood so nice we're we're at the back end of the neighborhood, so eventually, in three years, when they get back here, we'll have green light. But right now, it's it's spectrum. <laughs> Nate loves green light. Yeah, I have green light. It's 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 amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. Wait. I have so many boomers on my uh, on my street. I didn't think we'd ever get it. My wife and I are like the youngest ones in our neighborhood. And like I'm like we're the only ones that are signing up for it. But for some reason, we must have had enough in our entire block or something. So it ended up being okay, but uh, yeah, I love it. I love it, John. You could, you definitely. I can't, like, I can't see you right now, camera wise. <laughs> Try turning on and off your camera. See if that if that helps. But speaking of internet, so it's just the way it is. It's okay. Now we have a rule that you never say a brand name unless you're getting paid. <laughs> oh, but great. we'll make an exception in this case. Spectrum sucks. Oh, they're the worst. <laughs> uh. Spectrum. I'm trying to think of another example that's like Spectrum. It's like you have to get their service because you don't have a choice because there's nothing else here. RG&E. RG&E. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Another company we would never have to worry about getting potential sponsorship from. Who else can we take a dump on this week's in this week's episode? Uh, gas stations. How come there's not a gas station that just sells it for like you know two fifty a gallon? Like they would, they would get all the all the business. No one does it. Got to buy gas. It's always ridiculously expensive. That's not a company. That's more just like the product. <laughs> OPEC. Like that's an opposite example. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a terrible example. You're right. Okay. Like razor thin margins. There's competitors on every single street. It's like four corners of an intersection. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> awful. I get it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Spectrum though. They suck. <laughs> right, guys. Am I right? <laughs> the worst. <laughs> Yeah, green light. I'm I'm a fan of it. Mike, do you have green light? No. Yeah. Not in my neighborhood. Uh, yeah, you got to sign up for it though. I remember telling people about it because, uh, and they were just like, "Oh, I'm so jealous." I'm like, "Yeah, me too." Like, I didn't think this would happen. And then COVID happened, so it pushed it back like two years. It was supposed to happen like 2020 or something, and then it just you know never happened. So I thought this whole time. So I was I had Spectrum, and it was really slow internet. And like eventually when I was working from home remotely, like it was just bogging down. I'm just like, why is going on? Well, it turns out like the lines were like either chewed on by squirrels or something or whatever. Cause they had to replace the line from the, the telephone pole to my house. And then all of a sudden I went from like three megabits or whatever to like the 25 I was supposed to be getting this whole time. And that, I, I wanted to be like, I'm changing to green light next week. <laughs> I didn't tell them that. I'm like, oh man, like I wish you guys had done this earlier. Maybe I wouldn't be changing. But it's cheaper and faster. It's like three times faster and it's still cheaper than Spectrum. Like it's the win win win. It's like Michael Scott, right? Like win win win. So okay. So yeah. What was the third win? Cheaper, faster. Longer. <laughs> I, don't mm. I don't know. <laughs> cheaper, faster. Uh it didn't go it to doesn't Spectrum. go. That's just, one. Yeah. That's exactly that's that's three in itself, sticking it to Spectrum. Oh, we'll take you back. We'll give you a phone. We'll give you a free phone. Nobody uses a landline, idiot. 
why that 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 offer means nothing to me. You might as well just offer me f- fairy dust or something like. <laughs> you know, I'm gonna give you real estate on the moon. Thanks. <laughs> Can't freaking get there. It doesn't matter. Uh, John brought up a good point about the bill schedule. By the way, is it like. And you called him a boomer, but I, I'm the same way. Like for so long, we were denied primetime games because the Bills didn't deserve them. They didn't earn them, to be honest. And now that we have them, it's a little bit different for us because we record the podcast usually right after. But at the same time, like if you're watching the game, like no matter what, it's really hard to go to sleep right after the game, right? Like if it ends at 1130 midnight, you're not like, okay, I'm ready to go to sleep. Like you're the fire. You're usually fired up. You're either angry at how the Bills lost the game or you're pumped at how the Bills won the game. So it's it's really a hard time. So like, Mike, do you really like the primetime games? Like I appreciate a few of them, yes, definitely. But, but six of them, six of them seems like a lot. I feel like some nights you don't want to record because it's so late. You're like, ugh. I oh, wish yeah, I didn't I have to. I definitely don't want to do the podcast. But Yeah, they are tied with the Chiefs, Chargers, and Cowboys for the most primetime games. It's exciting. The Bills are leading off Monday night with their matchup against the New York Jets. The Aaron Rodgers-led New York Jets in New Jersey. So that's going to be an interesting way to start it. So we'll go into like all the games, but I love that the Bills' first game is against the Aaron Rodgers-led Jets because for a few things, it's like, uh, you know, I, I really want to watch the Jets this year. I mean, the Jets are kind of an interesting team in general. They have a good defense. They have a good run game. Brees Hall is supposedly coming back from his ACL injury by week one, supposedly. And, uh, you know, if there's a time to get Aaron Rodgers, right, it's like at the beginning of the season before he's really had a chance to meld with his team so i like this um what do you guys think about the the week one matchup i know it could have been a lot of other teams that we would like but i love it what do you guys think yeah super exciting to have the first monday night game of the year for sure division game on the road john yeah i like it is are they doing like i know sometimes they do the the double monday night game thing is that is that a thing this year or is it just the bills and jets oh good question i'll tell you that in the time it takes for a Google search. See, the Bills are Bills are the only one that are playing Monday Night Football. Now, on Sunday Night Football, though, so Monday night you actually get your own um, thing. Sunday, there's only one game on Sunday Night Football, too, so they changed that up as well. So that's a that's a good change because, remember, they'd have one at, like, 7.15 and the other one would be, like, at 9.30 or something or 10 o'clock or it was, you know, was going to be on until at least midnight or so. Yeah, so, I mean, with that regard, 8.15 doesn't sound as bad. No, I, I like it. Yeah, you, you bring up a good point. Um, but, I mean, the Jets were already a pretty good team. They just didn't have a quarterback. So there there is some concern there. But at the same time, like, Rodgers is at the end of his career. He didn't have as good of a year last year as he had in other years. I, the Bills are still a better team. Right when it comes down to it, I, I think it. I think it's a good game for the NFL to, to put it there, but um, it's not something I'm, I'm worried about. I, um, yeah, it's good either way. It's good. Yeah, I love that. I love that. It's 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 against Aaron Rodgers. Like he's not 35 anymore. He's almost 40. Like this is going to be. It could be a big drop off. Like you say, he didn't have as good of a season last season. So uh, I think this is the best time to get the get 
Aaron Rodgers in his career and in the season. So a divisional game to start off the season, Monday Night Football, I like it. And that might be their toughest game early in the season because you look, they get the the Raiders at home, then they play Washington, then they get Miami at home. Now, obviously, Miami has improved too, and if two is healthy, they're 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 a force. I'm not I'm not going to deny that, but they're at home, and then you got Jacksonville. It's in London, and then you have the Giants, Patriots, Buccaneers. Like those are state games. That's looking pretty good. Like that's that's. That's probably the best stretch of games in this schedule, right? Like the first eight or nine games. Because, like you said, I mean, who really scares you? I mean, the Jets could be tough with Aaron Rodgers, but there's no guarantee. The Dolphins, if they take a step forward this year into his healthy, sure. I mean, the Jaguars, you know, they're they're with, uh, you know, they, they made the playoffs last season. They're not great still, though. You know, they won, like, a, a bad division. But, you know, they're there. Um and then you have wait did they win their division? I can't remember AFC South. I think they did. Yeah, I think it was. Anyway, not important. Um, but yeah, then you have like the Giants, which made the playoffs last season. They won a playoff game. Um, still not great team, uh, but okay. You know, one of the things that makes this thing is we knew the opponents, like you said, John. But like, it's kind of daunting to see like you know, now that it's actually in place, like there's some good teams the Bills have played. Like I don't have the the record on me, but I mean, you know, you're talking about teams that made the playoffs, the Dolphins, the Jaguars, the Giants, the, I mean, the Buccaneers, that doesn't count because they don't have Tom Brady more, but the Bengals, the Eagles, the Chiefs, the Cowboys, the Chargers. And then you think about the Dolphins again. I mean, that is nine games against playoff teams. You know, and how many teams make the playoffs? Uh, what is it? Six, seven, 14 teams. So nine of those games. <laughs> and the Bills are one of those playoff teams. So, you know, there's 13 other teams that make the playoffs, and the Bills are playing eight of them, and they're playing one of them twice. So, like, it's a kind of a daunting schedule. The Bills are good enough that they play really tough teams. Yeah, when you're good, you have to play good teams. I mean, like, people are like, oh, it's so scary. We've got to play the Bengals, the Chiefs, the Eagles, and all these teams. But... Those teams have to play us also, and we're one of those teams. Exactly. All their schedules are that much harder because they have to play the 13-3 and Bills from, from last year. So, yeah. Yeah, and a lot of it's based on division, right? Because, like, you're predetermined throughout eternity, like, so many, like 13 of the whatever games, right? Or like, there's only like one or two games that differ each year. So, like, all those years during the drought, right, like, oh, the – you might land on the year where like, oh, the Patriots have a hard schedule. Well, the Bills have a harder schedule because every other team in the division was better, right? So now it's the opposite, right? So now that the Bills have a hard schedule, it's like, oh, but the Patriots have a little bit harder schedule because they have to play the Bills and, and the Dolphins and whatnot. But the only thing that changes with that formula that makes it tougher for the Bills is that they play the division leaders of those. So like they finish like the AFC Central, like since the Bills finished with the first seed, they play the first seed of the AFC Central if they don't play that division specifically. So the Bills play which division this year? The AFC West, right? Yep, the Broncos, the Chiefs, the Raiders and the uh Chargers. So that's their that's their division they play in the AFC. So then there's two other divisions besides the East and they play the top two division seeds in those division divisions, right? So in this case that's why they're playing the Jaguars, and that's why they're playing the Bengals because those teams won their division. 
So in that respect, it is tougher because would you rather play the Bengals or would you rather play, I guess, the Ravens? I mean, the Ravens yeah, are good too. That's why I preface it with like just a couple of games that are different. But You're right. I mean, but yeah, I mean, all those, like the AFC is loaded. It's, I mean, you look at the quarterbacks in the AFC and like it's ridiculous. Like the NFC, they, they have Jalen Hurts and then what else? Dak Prescott, maybe? Pres- like- Prescott might be the next best guy, but like how far down the list is he? If you look at the whole league, right? Like, it's crazy. Yeah. I mean, Kirk Cousins, like, and these aren't like yeah, great Cousins, quarterbacks. Yeah. Like, Cousins is, yeah, like, he's like a volume. Serviceable. Guy. He's not, yeah. yeah. It's the AFC is, is, is something. I mean, we got another one since we got Rodgers. And I mean, who's left the AFC? I mean, then Jimmy Garoppolo left. He came to the. Um, the AFC from San Francisco. Uh, I mean, who's who's left the AFC, really, right? And gone to the NFC and made that division. T- I mean, that's why Tom. That's part of the reason why I think Tom Brady had so much success in Tampa Bay is because who else was in the NFC, right? Uh, I know he didn't even have to cheat as much. <laughs> I mean, that's why Daniel Jones is making forty million dollars because he's like a top five quarterback in the NFC. <laughs> Like you just said. So so John mentioned like the stretch of games um earlier. I, I love that he said that because like after week nine, the Bengals game, um, then it gets kind of tougher. You have the Bengals, the Broncos, which I'm not ready to rule them out. I don't think that they're gonna be great necessarily, but you can't count on them being like an under five hundred team for sure, you know, with another year with Russ. So I'm not ready to kill them yet or bury them. Well, let's, let's take another look at that Bengals game. So they get extra days to prepare because the previous game, the week before, was a Thursday game against Tampa. So they got extra time to prepare. And it's like not – so I think it's also good that they're playing Cincinnati at least halfway through the season. Like, obviously, a lot happened last year, and a lot of it was around the Bengals and the DeMar Hamlin thing. And I think if they played Cincinnati week one – I, I wouldn't be super confident in that just because of that, the mental factor. Like, it's like right out of the gate, oh, we got to do this again. I think getting into that rhythm, taking care of business with a lot of these teams in the first eight weeks before they have to do that, I think will be good. Absolutely. And, and when the Bengals struggled last year, it was like the early to mid part of the season is because people were saying, like, they're done. Like, there's no way. I don't know if they went 1-3 and three or 1-4 and four or whatever. But then they, you know, then they eventually got on a roll, and they did great. But, like, that's the time to play them is when they're not quite, you know, maybe it's going to take them a few weeks to really gain some steam, and that's when, you know, the Bills uh, might have some luck with them. So I'm, I'm glad that the Bills get extra rest for that game. That's a great point, John. Yep, by the yep. way, go ahead. Oh, sorry. I, I The other thing I was just thinking about, because I noticed it was a November game, like, you know, the couple Thanksgivings ago when Trey White went down and like his first game back was the same game that Von Miller went down. And it's like, so like, you know, obviously we're super hopeful that Von Miller would be ready to go week one, but we're, it was the same thing with Trey White. It could be a whole year again. So like we might be into November when that happens again. And that could be around that time frame, like to, to have um, some of the more difficult, challenging, I'll say challenging teams to play against. Um, later in the year, I think is beneficial for that. Um, you know, you just got to hope that they don't have any other injuries. You know, I know Micah Hyde was was out last year, and that that was another thing that that really hurt them. 
Yeah, John, I'm glad you brought up Von Miller in general because to get him back for that last stretch of the last five games after the bye week, you have Kansas City, Dallas, the Chargers, the Patriots, and the Dolphins to end the season. Like if there was a stretch to, to get them, you know, that, that would be that would be opportune. And I know that Bill's Mafia is really optimistic about him being able to 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 play week one, Von Miller, specifically recovering from his ACL. And, you know, his, his rehab looks promising, but I don't know about you guys, John, Mike, but I'm taking it with the impression that he is not going to come back till at least December. Like, at least in my mind, like, part of me is like, don't rush him back in general. You know, but I know this is like, a, he's older. This is a very rough surgery to come back from. And this is the second time he's done it. Just don't get your hopes up as a fan that he's going to be ready week one because I don't think he will be. I don't think he'll be ready until December at the earliest. Is that what you see when you think that? It sounds like, John, it sounds like that's what you're you're kind of alluding to when you say that. And I'm on the same page if that's the case because I don't think he'll be ready week one. I think that's what I'm bracing myself for, but every player is different. And if you lower your expectations, you won't be disappointed with <laughs> the outcome. You'd be pleasantly surprised if he comes back anytime before the bye week, right? Yeah, I, I'm just trying to think. I'm trying to, like, is it kind of drawing a blank what I was going to say, to be honest with you? <laughs> um, it's all right. It's all right. I got you. I got you. Um, yeah, totally blanked out. No, no I, I don't know what I was going to say. <laughs> John, John blanks out. He strokes out. He's all good. It's all good. <laughs> um, I, think, I think that the – the time that he's going to be is the most important when we get him. Because unless you get that first seed, no matter what, you're playing in the first week of the postseason, which the Bills have had the second seed, what, the last two or three seasons? So, like, that doesn't matter unless you get the first seed. Now, like, if you might get the first seed, like, it would be great to have him to, like, win that last game or two if that's the case. But if not, all you need him for is a postseason because that's when that's what you got him for. That's what we didn't have him for last season, and that's what might have made a difference in some way, shape, or form in having him. Yeah, I remember what I was going to say. So the the other factor is, what did the Bills do to address defensive end next season if they were thinking Von Miller wouldn't be ready? Nothing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so they think he's going to be ready. They think he's oh wow, good point, John. <laughs> Why draft a guy? Why sign another guy? You're right. The, 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 ooh, all right. John's giving us a little look into one Bill's drive into being in the front office. Uh, John's got sources out there, guys. I don't know if he's ever told you that. I don't think he's ever wanted to bring it up on the podcast, but <laughs> you heard it here first, Von Miller. I'm like, I'm like, everyone just pump the brakes, just like lower expectations. And John's like, I mean, if you put A and B together, it means that Von Miller will be back week one. All right. You like how I played it off like, ah, for I was going to say. <laughs> I forgot what I was saying. You're like scrolling through your text messages with Brandon Bean. Oh, is it gonna say? Oh yeah, there was. Please be confirm. Back. Please confirm. <laughs> thumbs up emoji or thumbs down emoji? Question mark. On <laughs> Von Miller. Uh, yeah, I mean, we we basically usually what we do each season when we talk about the schedule releases, we talk about the toughest part of the schedule and the easiest part of the schedule, and it's basically like the first eight weeks are relatively simple one thing we were talking about prime time games and the game the buccaneers game that leads up to the Bengals game so the buccaneers prime time game is on is in october 26 it's a thursday night game and then they have like a week and a half to prepare for the Bengals on the following uh sunday night so what's crazy about that is a monday night 
Uh, no, I think it's Sunday night. So what's crazy about that is why are the Buccaneers a primetime game? Like I get the Bills being a primetime team to, to see, but I don't get that the like, – like for example, look at the other primetime games. Aaron Rodgers and the Jets makes complete sense week one. Then you're looking at the next one, week five. Trevor Lawrence and the Jaguars makes complete sense in London, right? Primetime game. Plus of the London Jaguars. Yeah, there's a ton of Jaguars fans in there, right? Like, yeah, absolutely. And then you have the next week after that, um, which John mentioned the Bills didn't get a bye week. Uh, they play the Giants on Sunday Night Football. Makes sense. You have a playoff team. Brian Dable used to pl- used to coach for the Bills. That makes complete sense. And then you have, like, the Bengals in Week 9. Makes complete sense. You have... But, like, the Buccaneers one, I just can't get past. Like, the Chargers one, even on December 23rd. The Chargers one makes complete sense. I get that one. You know, I, I want to see that one. I want to see, you know, Justin Herbert play. But I, Baker Mayfield and the Buccaneers, like, <laughs> I, is, is that the most head-scratching one to you guys? It's, it's, either that, it's either that one. Before you guys answer, it's either that one or even the Broncos. At least with the Broncos, I can say, well, that's Russell Wilson in Week 10. Okay, that's Russell Wilson. And you know, Sean I get Payton, that too. Sean Payton's new head coach could be a huge. Yep, good point. Could be a so. Huge like I don't know the the Buccaneers. I mean, they still have a good team outside of that quarter. Like they still they still have good defense. They still have good you know receivers. Like everything else is still there. Um, I don't know. And it's Todd Bowles coaching them now instead of who was coaching them before after Bruce Arians left. Uh, Todd Bowles took in, so he's still he's still coaching him. Byron left, which was anyway. <laughs> Todd Bowles still coaching there, but yeah, it's it, going to be a lot different. It'll it'll be interesting because they don't like behind Mayfield. They don't really have much, so uh, I don't know. Third team, we'll see. I mean, but you're right. Like the team around him. I mean, look at those weapons: Godwin, Evans. Like, I mean, that's yeah, a good that, team. That, that rookie. Uh, well, he's. He was a rookie last year. Uh, Rashad White, running back, he's pretty good. You know, they got, you know, offensive linemen. Like, I, I don't know. They got Levante David, which is the the guy that we wanted. <laughs> Middle linebacker. Right, right, He right, went back right. with them, so. I, I mean, I don't see them going far because, like, they didn't, like, even with Brady, they barely, barely scraped by. So, but they're still an above-average team. Yeah, they're okay. I'd rather swap, like, that game than, like, the Eagles game being a primetime game. You know, the Bills-Eagles would be a fun game to watch. Like, that, those yeah, are all it, exciting. It's kind of cool that, like, like you get, like, so, like, after that Broncos game, Jets, Eagles, Chiefs, Cowboys are all 430 games. Yeah, that's kind of crazy, right? I mean, not maybe not so much good for trying to get the kids down by 7 o'clock, <laughs> seven o'clock. each of those days. But, um, you know. Cross that bridge, <laughs> but you know it, it's good. Like so, like we have six primetime games. It's good that one of them is all right. So like you know, you know, to have a easier quote primetime game that that's not bad, right? You don't want them all to be hard. No, no, exactly. I'm not. I'm not upset at it. It just seemed like kind of out of place. And, I mean, even the Jaguars and Giants, like like all these teams, like we're a top five team. The Bills are a top five team mm-hmm. easily, right? They can be anybody. Yeah, 
yeah, I'm not worried about it. It just made me think of that meme. Have you guys ever seen the meme where like Big Bird's sitting at the, like the conference room table and it's all people in business suits and then just Big Bird's just standing there by himself looking confused? Like if I were to do that, I should make that meme tonight. It would be like all the business people would be like Aaron Rodgers and the Jets, Joe Burrow and the Bengals, you know, like, you know, the so-and-so. And then it's just like Big Bird is – the Buccaneers and Baker Mayfield, <laughs> like what? What's he doing there? So yeah, you're right. They can't all be. They can't all be uh, great teams, but you, but you they know, can't all be. You know what about the schedule that I'm really happy about? What's that? No Thanksgiving, no Christmas Eve, and no Christmas Day games because it is heck trying to figure that out with all these obligations every year, <laughs> like alternating families where where we're going for each holiday, and then it's like on top of it, like. I gotta figure out how to watch this game. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, yeah. Like it's it's insane. I am happy to have a year off from trying to deal with that. I would take six primetime games. We were, I was just saying, like how I'm not a big primetime game fan. I would take those. I would take extra ones just to not have a holiday, like you said. Like I remember listening to. I had to go to my wife's uh, family's Thanksgiving. You know, that's like a 35 minute drive. And I'm listening, and it was a certain time that we had to go, and we couldn't get there early or whatever. And it, I remember sitting there listening to the radio, which I haven't done since, like, the 90s, <laughs> to where, like, I'm listening to where they were blacked out, you know? Like, I'm listening to a game on the radio just to see if the Bills made the field goal to win the game. It's like, I don't know. I would have my wife drive and, like, watch my phone, but she's doing her makeup on the way there. So, like, I can't, I can't be done. So we're just trying to get the get out of the house with the kids. Like, we have enough things to worry about. So, yeah. Excellent point, John. John, is there anything else that you like about the schedule? You've had some, you've had some great points. Tied for, for franchise record and prime timers? No, this is, this, is a fr- this is the franchise high. The previous was uh, five in 2022. Well, all right. That's good. But they might. Well, they... I mean, prime time. I mean, is a nine thirty a.m. game really prime time? Yes, absolutely, because it's the only <laughs> game that's being played at that time. So prime if you're turning on to like, watch football, prime time is eight p.m. or after. I, <laughs> like it's nine thirty in the morning. Come on. <laughs> what about those Thanksgiving day games, though? It's Are not you even, consider those prime it's, time. It's not even prime time for London. <laughs> <laughs> what time is it there? It's like, like six. it's like five, six hours, depending, like, you know, we have daylight savings, you know, but like, no. It's speaking of, speaking of London and uh, our English Bills fans, our friends, our Bills fans in the UK and Europe in general, like they're the ones that suffer the most. I'm always complaining. I'm whining and complaining about like having to like watch, stay up till 1130 p.m. To watch a game, they're staying up to like what five or six. Like they don't even go to sleep that night if they're watching the game. You know, they just get up and go to work. You know, they just stay, <laughs> stay that sounds, up. That sounds awful. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> you know, like imagine, like what if you had like a really like tough, like strenuous job, like you're going on like one or two hours of sleep, and like let's say you have to like empty garbage cans like what like that sounds terrible to do with no sleep your body getting no rest like that's (laughs) that's how you can tell we're old like we were in our 20s we're just like whatever we'll do it you know i know it wouldn't matter what time (laughs) back-to-back conference games or back-to-back conference champs i should say in the fact that we're playing the eagles and the chiefs in week 12 and week 14 with a bye week in the middle so they're both away (laughs) (laughs) yes 
As always. As always, against the Chiefs every single single year we seem to be playing them. And the Bengals game is away, too. That's that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> if there were three games you're like, man, I'd really like to be home for, I think those are the three games. And then even the Chargers, they're away, too. Yep. Yeah. It's a rough one. How many home games do we get? One, two. The Jaguars is considered a home game. Okay, whatever. <laughs> one, two, three, four, five, six. Seven, eight. So, because that Jaguars game being a home game is a travesty, and it sounds like the Jaguars are already there a week. They're back to back. Crazy. It's like they basically are. That's like their second home stadium, essentially, right? I didn't know they were playing back to back before that. So they're staying in, so they get the extra time in the stadium or in in the UK. Yeah, that's the definite advantage for Jacksonville. Yeah. Well, so. On the bright side, like looking at the other Europe games, you have the Ravens and Titans, so Lamar Jackson's got to go over there. You have Miami and Kansas City, so both Tua and Mahomes have to go over there and battle it out. Um, They got some good quarterbacks going over there, but yeah, that's that's, that's a good point with uh, the Jags being there the week before. They're just going to stay there, so they're going to have that advantage. Yeah, it's just unfortunate. So, like, with a 17-game schedule, you're going to get either eight or nine home games, depending on the season, right? Like, last year, the Bills had nine home games. This year, the Bills have eight home games. And one of those home games is in London. So you really only get seven in Buffalo, which is the unfortunate part. If I'm looking at the schedule, one of the things I'm not a fan of. Um, But six primetime games I like. It might be a seventh with the Week 18 game against the Dolphins is a TBD. That might end up being a, you know, primetime game, right? So um, at least I'm not 100% sure if they've decided that or not. It won't be. I mean, it will be undefeated by then. So, like, I mean, it probably won't matter except for getting that, you know, the undefeated record to go all the way. But, you know. Yes, John, we are not doing a record prediction tonight with the schedule as much as I know you'd like to do that. What's weird is there's like four or five different streaming services that you'll have to have to watch the Bills primetime games. Let's see, we'll have... I'll have to create a lot of email addresses. This, this <laughs> of, yeah. Don't use our CTW pod email address. No one else out there either because <laughs> I need to use that wherever I can. So Peacock I have, which I'm kind of surprised I have. It's not my favorite streaming service, but I mean... Who even has ESPN anymore, right? What else is out there? Yeah, there's a Prime game. Oh, there's Amazon Prime, yeah. Peacock, ESPN, NFL. There's an NFL Network one. What stinks too is, is like, so I have NFL Plus for the podcast, but I can't stream it on my TV. Like they make it so that you can only watch it on your phone. So I can't have you guys over to watch it unless you guys want to, you know, huddle shoulder to shoulder, which I'm not against. Like I'm just saying though that. <laughs> We'll feed each other wings right next to each other while we're watching it on my lap. <laughs> eh, no, that's an inside joke too. <laughs> no one gets. Yeah, I'll just create another email address. It's cool. <laughs> oh yeah, we could do that too. That's better. That's better. Much better. Good. Good point, John. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity, but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge—that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. 
and Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. So, John, you had an interesting stat before uh, before the podcast we were talking about as far as like how many times the Bills play teams that are coming off a bye or what? Because I know in the past, like it's kind of been a point of contention a little bit with the fact that there were, I think it was before the Bills were good, before the Bills had Josh Allen. I remember Chris Brown, the Bills beat reporter, writing that like the Bills had four or five games against teams that were coming off a bye, right? Seeing how that wasn't fair and like, you know, some of the Buffalo media got into it like, well, you know, it shouldn't matter, blah, blah, blah. I think that does matter. I think I think if you're getting a team off rest where they've had a chance to, you know, yeah, and more. I I feel like it always used to be the Patriots too. <laughs> like was one of the teams that like we'd have to play. Oh, the Patriots are buying out, oh, and they could play Buffalo after. <laughs> like as if they needed that. <laughs> no, it's like giving someone that's on steroids like even more steroids. Like, all right, well these these are better steroids. Like you're you're gonna get so much stronger now, and it was just like. Yeah, that was the one team that we didn't need to have a bye week before us to to really game plan for the Bills. That's why they had such a good record against us in the uh, the Brady years. And they cheated. <laughs> they cheated. So this year, the Rams and 49ers have the most games where they play an opponent off a bye, which is four each. The Bills, uh, there's a bunch of teams with zero, and there's a bunch of teams with only one, and the Bills are one of those teams. They only have to play one team off a bye. And don't ask me which team that is because I don't have that information. Good. That's good stuff, John. Only one. That's good. I like that one. It makes up for the fact that we only have seven real home games. So I'll take that. I'll take that. So, guys, anything else you want to add about the schedule or anything that we might have missed? I mean, we'll do a schedule prediction probably before the season when when things are a little bit more in order. But uh, I'll give you a prediction right now. That's that's okay. That's okay. You save it. You save it. I know. I know you've gone through every game, John. Like you know, analyze like offense, defense, player by player analysis. Like I know how. I know the depths in which you go to. So don't give that all away now. Save that. Save that for another uh, in August September episode, right before the beginning of the season. Schedule prediction time. I've, although I know you're chomping at the bit to give it to me. <laughs> that's what she said. So. um all right, let, real quick, we're going to uh, I'm going to mention the, the the few players that were actually signed by the Buffalo Bills this past week. They just did um, some rookie tryouts. Uh, the Bills signed three players uh, between the undrafted rookies and uh, undrafted rookies and veterans that were uh, at the team uh, rookie minicamp. So the Bills signed uh, former first round pick defensive end Shane Ray from the Denver Broncos. Uh, 29-year-old has been uh, playing with the CFL recently, uh, but he had some big moments in the NFL. He won a Super Bowl with the Broncos in 2016, forced a fumble in that game, and then uh, uh, injuries basically derailed his career and led him to the CFL. So, I mean, you know, we we mentioned 
on the podcast in the off season, like our biggest needs and one that they did not address in the off season via free agency or the draft was pass rusher. So this is a guy that maybe, I mean, any of these three guys that we're about to mention, I don't necessarily suspect any of them to make the team, but you never know. It's going to be, it's going to be interesting to watch some of these guys uh, in training camp and whatnot. All right. Next we have uh, Trayvon Howard. He's a, he's a 27 year old, six foot one linebacker, uh, which, uh, he spent most of his career in the special team, so not necessarily the linebacker that you think might replace Tremaine Edmonds. Uh, he did have a an interception, um, which was the game ceiling interception to send the the Rams to the Super Bowl uh, in 2022. So, like, he does have some defensive experience, but mostly a special teams guy. Uh, again, probably more bodies. We'll see. We'll see what happens, though. And then you have running back Isaiah Bowser. Uh, Bowser was Bowser was the only true rookie from the minicamp to be added by the Bills. Uh, wrapped up his career in the in college at UCF. Six foot one, back three point nine yards per carry. Um, scored sixteen touchdowns in fourteen games played at UCF. So uh, just more running back depth for the Buffalo Bills next week. Um, if there's some more news, we'll go over it. But uh, we're probably going to go over the undrafted rookies that the Bills uh, signed this past week. Uh, maybe they may sign some more, just like we just mentioned. But uh, excited! I kind of excited for Shane Ray. Shane Ray, um, the defensive end, uh, you know, the, those formerly with the, the former first round pick from the Broncos and went to the CFL. Like this might be the uh, the the next Duke Williams for the team. You know, because Bills fans always love a little, you know, like these these guys that are you know getting a second chance with the Buffalo Bills. I could see him being a fan favorite in that respect, if he shows any promise whatsoever in training camp, you know? Yeah. I mean, like for all these guys beat, like beat even said, like, I mean, what, is, what else is he going to say? But it doesn't matter how you bring the guys in best man's going to win at each spot. Right. So, and he's got to say it, but like, it's, it's true though. Like, I mean, if a guy is going to outperform somebody else, he's going to get that next spot. It doesn't matter if it's the 53rd spot on the roster. Um, all these guys have a chance. I mean, if you're looking for a guy who he could unseat, potentially, I mean, you're looking at Shaq Lawson, right? Like, I mean, that's that's what comes out to my mind. They're not going to get rid of A.J. Epinesa. They're not getting rid of Boogie Basham. And they're definitely not getting rid of Greg Rousseau. So those are your top three guys. Until Von Miller comes back, you need some pass rush prowess. And we know that Shaq Lawson is not that pass rusher, right? So uh, that's where Shane Ray might be able to take a spot from. I don't think it's likely. But if there was a guy who he might steal a roster spot from, it'd be him. Or if there's an injury there. <laughs> Very cool. Very cool. Well, uh, any final thoughts on this episode before we end it? Anything on the schedule or these three guys that were signed or anything else pertinent? Stadium starting to be under construction. Things are moving forward. We're in a good spot. Okay, this is a great time to remind you that this episode is brought to you by the Twin Spires Sportsbook at Delago. I mentioned the week before that, before this, uh, the name has changed. We the DraftKings Sportsbook at Delago has always been a sponsor for the uh, Circling the Wagons podcast, but it changed names recently to the Twin Spires Sportsbook at Delago. Same great experience, same great folks working there, same great entertainment, same great gambling, same great food. Like you have to check it out. It's just got a new name. Twin Spires Sportsbook at Delago, where every moment 
is a winning moment. So thank you guys all for listening. Thank you guys for checking in with us again. Let us know any thoughts that you might have. If there's a question that you might have, I'm hoping this this offseason we'll get to some questions because we have a lot of diehard listeners that have been sticking with us. So if you have a specific question that you want to bring up or ask about, please let me know. Um, I just did a uh, an interview with Buffalo Rumblings draft writer Max Owen. So I asked him, I grilled him about the Bills rookies, who he liked, who he, you know, who he might, you know, he wasn't a huge fan of. I wouldn't want to say dislike. Who he wasn't a huge fan of schematically where he sees some of these guys. So it was a really fun competition. I don't know if I'm going to release that next week or the week after, but um, very soon you're going to hear that. So keep subscribed to the podcast channel where uh, where you listen to all your podcasts, wherever you, that is. Make sure Buffalo Rumblings you're following, subscribe to, whatever. If you have any questions that you want us to bring up or anything, it could be related like who do you think is going to be the bill's fourth defensive end like we just mentioned a little bit or it could be like hey i'm from out of the country or i'm not from you know upstate new york what's a buffalo bills game like and uh you could just ask whatever question you want to uh bills related or non-bills related i don't don't really care Um, this is the time to do it between now and training camp um we're going to start talking about training camp um storylines as well uh things that you know we're going to be we're going to be watching for and we're hopefully going to get some answers in training camp as to uh the questions that we have so thank you guys all for listening signing off for john let's go bills this is the year 20 and oh calling it right now super bowl so you know so we're not going to get the first round by <laughs> no we are going to get the first round by we well we would if we were 17 no that's a dumb question anyway so for <laughs> I answered my own stupid question. For Mike. Go Bills. And for me, Nate, uh, I guess if you're 17 and 0, you probably get the first round by. <laughs> Thank you guys all for listening. It's an exciting schedule. Um, I don't see any of the games that I really want to necessarily go visit in, but if there's one that you want to go visit, let us know in the comments. So for me, Nate, go Bills, and we'll talk to you guys again next week. Thank you for listening to the Circling the Wagons podcast. Download and subscribe to us in your favorite podcast service. Email us at ctwpod at gmail.com. That's Charlie Tango Whiskey Pod at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at ctwpod. And most importantly, go Bills! Go Bills!
Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills, mate. <laughs>